105.8, the home of SAFM in Nice. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. So it's said that the most important gap in humanitarian financing is not about money, but trust. And in light of the too important to fail addressing the humanitarian uh, financing gap, which is a United Nations report released ahead of the World Humanitarian Summit, um, we're going to talk about NGO funding and a few global trends. I'm joined on the line by Tim Boys Watson, Executive Director at the Management at Management Accounting for Non-Governmental Organizations. Tim, good evening. Welcome to the talk shop. Hi. Thanks very much for having me on. It's so good to have you with us. I know you're all the way in Nairobi working with the African Academy of Science to develop a a new pan-African standard in good uh, financial grant practices. Tell us about what what you're getting up to in Nairobi. Well, as as you said, um, we think the solution to a lot of the problems we've got is to create a standard that donors can really have trust in. And rather than that standard coming from Mango or the UN, it's coming from Africa and the African Academy of Sciences. And what they're doing is they're working with organizations from across Africa to say what's good practice in financial management, Mm. writing that down and making that a standard, which then people can be assessed against, so that if you give money to an organization, you can have confidence that it's going where you want it to go. Mm. And so earlier on this month, I think it was last week actually, um, this report was released addressing the humanitarian financing gap, um, released by the UN Ban Ki-moon, talking as well about needing to find innovative solutions uh, to address the humanitarian financing gap. But let's understand what we're talking about when we say that there's a humanitarian financing gap. Well, the issue is that right now there are more people in need of humanitarian assistance than we've ever had before on the planet, something like 125 million people. So in some ways, there's never going to be enough money. Mm. Uh, What they did is they did a simple calculation, which is to say, well, if those people needed just the the World Bank poverty line of a dollar a day, how much would we need? Mm. We'd need $40 billion. And at the moment, we're only putting $25 billion into the system. So it's not enough. Mm. But my issue is, Perhaps we can do more by working smarter than perhaps putting more money into the system. I think there's still a lot more we could do to work smarter. And one of the the, the recommendations coming out of Mango has been cutting up the middlemen from those that are that are giving the the, the financial support um, and making sure that those funds go directly to organisations that are working in communities uh, and and national organisations. That's right. I mean, I think most people know the best way to help is to help people help themselves mm. and it, for me it's you know it's bordering on a scandal that only 0.2 percent of that 25 billion goes direct to national and local organizations we you know we need to get much more money directly to them so where's the rest of it going if 0.2 is is going 0.2. to national, where's the rest it's of it going, going? It, so a lot of it is implemented by un agencies by international NGOs. So they will be implementing, giving out food distributions, um, you know, putting up shelters, doing good work. Mm. You know, running camps is, is good work. But I would like to see a bigger share going directly to those small organizations that are working within their own communities, because often that's also a cheaper and a more effective way to work. 
but now in many cases you have those really big international um, organizations right that are getting um, as you say a large a large piece of the pie and and in a lot of those cases those organizations mandate is to ensure that those funds are then trickled down to those smaller organizations the the local NGOs so so why is that not happening 0.2 was shocking yeah, it's, I mean, it is happening, and and uh, you know, quite a few international NGOs have now signed up to a charter, which has pledged them to putting at least 20% of the money to NGOs. But to be frank, I don't think that's even enough. Oh. Yeah, and so, you know, what is it that Mango is recommending? I mean, if we were to say, let's find innovative solutions of ensuring that humanitarian funds are getting to, lo- are getting to the local organizations, what is what is the recommendation? Well, it's back to this standards idea, because I think one of the main reasons that it's not not happening is because there isn't the trust. People aren't confident that giving directly to those organizations will ensure that the money is used for the purposes that they want. They're worried about it being diverted for, for terrorism, and there's, you know, reason to be worried, too. Hmm. So what we need to put in place is proper checks, and proper checks can be carried out Firstly, by the organization themselves, they can self-assess against an agreed standard, and then somebody can come in and confirm that 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 organization really does have the internal controls, it has the cash management procedures, Hmm. that you you can be confident it can use the money. But that, that that responsibility has to be in some on someone's shoulders to ensure that local organizations then have um, that that accountant that's able to make sure that all the checks and balances are in place. Yeah, and and. You know, what we find is what is part of the problem again is at the moment the way that the funders work every funder has their own different set of rules so if you're an organization receiving money from more than one organization it makes managing the finances much more complicated than mm. it needs to be really so we part of it is about fixing the system uh, and putting more um, power and money in the hands of the people closest where the problems are. Hmm. In the report as well, and I know that this is something that Mango's also talked about, um, the, the, there's been talk of you know each country needing to have some kind of emergency reserve for, nation, for natural uh, disasters and that also needing to come from um, international funds as well. Just break that down for me. Well, I think this is, you know, there's some really good, exciting ideas in the report as well. And one of these is around this whole concept of thinking more of humanitarian assistance like insurance. Mm. You know, so, you know, if in the UK, if we have floods, then people claim on their insurance and mobilize the support they need to, to put it right. And if we had something similar at the international level, then, which people could pay into when times are good, mm. then and they can draw on when a disaster hits their country. And, you know, obviously those countries that are... You know, fragile and conflict-affected states, they're maybe not going to be able to pay that money in. But then that's where the UN system can prioritize the, the kind of global funds for, for those countries that can't afford that kind of assistance. Yeah. Well, you, you talk about um, you know, the humanitarian need across the world being a lot bigger than what it was, and, and bigger than it's ever been, in fact. And so, you know, obviously we need to be talking about self-sufficiency, uh, self-reliance and, and, and that needs an international plan that everyone is on board with and we'll talk about how we get there and what that plan would look like uh, let's take a short break though and we'll do that after this 105.1 
the home of SAFM in Johannesburg. Johannesburg. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. And he passes it to the left, to the striker in the centre. He takes it on his chest, on his knee, over the first defender, through the legs. He shoots, he scores! What an incredible goal! SABC Sport proudly brings you the 2016 African Nations Championship to your screen. Enjoy the biggest action that our exclusive African talent has to offer. Experience the action from 16th January on SABC Radio and SABC One. Chan 2016, brought to you by SABC Sport. My name is Nombula Mukonyani, Minister for Water and Sanitation in South Africa. Realities of climate change are upon us, over and above us being a water-scarce country. Parts of South Africa are affected by drought, while some pockets are facing water scarcity due to the heat wave. I urge you in government, in the business sector, in the irrigation sector, in industry, as communities, and you as an individual, to adapt and use water wisely. Let us join hands to save water. Together, we move South Africa forward. It's Men Crush Wednesday and Caesar can't keep his eyes off Thomas Mlambo. Thomas Mlambo. No, not like that, silly. You see, every Wednesday is sport at 10 days. Sport at 10. And this means that while Caesar looks dead into Thomas's eyes, he will also be getting a fresh and in-depth look into the world of sports. So, if you just like Caesar, love Thomas, and all there is to love about South African sports, then catch Sport at 10 every Wednesday at 10 on SABC One. Brought to you by SABC Sports. Now, Lady Muleo on SAFM. So I'm chatting to Tim Boys Watson, Executive Director at the Management Accounting for Non-Governmental Organizations, or MANGO. We're talking about what Ban Ki-moon called the humanitarian financing gap and looking at the uh, report released by the UN quite recently called Too Important to Fail Addressing the Humanitarian Financing Gap. Um, and, and one of the things that I, I'd asked before we went into the break, uh, Tim, was, was self-sufficiency. I mean, whether this report highlighted a need for building self-sufficiency was, you know, some of the thoughts that come from Mango on how you start building self-sufficiency from the most vulnerable of people. And more importantly, understanding what the needs of local organizations actually are so that you're able to fulfill those needs. That's right. I mean, there are a few calls in the report for what's called a participation revolution, which is something that Mango has been working on as well for a long time, which mm. is the best people to decide on what a, an assistance project should be and should achieve are the people themselves. Uh, we need to put more more power in their hands. And one of the good new innovations that's coming is the increasing use of cash transfers. Mm. So this is giving money directly to the people affected so they can spend the money on what they think they need. Uh, right now, that's only 6% in total, and yet it's shown to be way more efficient and way more effective than more traditional forms of humanitarian assistance. So we'd like to see that going up and more use of cash. Hmm. But then that's where the trust question comes in, doesn't it? You, you cash is king, obviously. You put the money in, in the organization's account and you want to make sure that that, that, that work is done. So, you know, M&E and the importance of monitoring and evaluating each of these organizations. I mean, for the most part, the skill of monitoring and evaluating in an organization, say, in, in a village in Rustenburg, may not 
may not have that skill. That's true, but um, if, what, what we're also having at the moment is a technological revolution. We, you know, more people have access to phones that can, that can take photographs. So you can put monitoring and evaluation, again, more in the hands of the people. Mm. And, and they can record what exactly they're spending that money on. And we can harness that kind of technology to, to cut a lot of uh, waste out of the system, really. Hmm. Let's take a closer look at the at the report, Tim. Um, some of the key findings that stand out, especially to to Mango. Some of the, the key findings that came out of that UN report. Well, I think as so I've already mentioned, the cash one, which mm. I think is going to be important. The, the participation revolution, and then I think the the other big idea is what they're calling the grand bargain, which is about fixing the system. It's about getting the, the, the large donors to put the money into the humanitarian system to massively simplify the requirements that they that they ask of it. Mm. So at, at the moment, they are all requiring different kinds of reporting formats, uh, different what's called due diligence assessments. That means you know they go in and they would check the controls and systems of an organization. What Ban Ki-moon is calling for, let's all sit down and see if we can create a simpler, more effective system. And, you know, and I think that's possible. I do believe that should be possible in May this year in Istanbul. Yeah, with the summit. And we'll talk about that in a moment, um, what, what we can expect to come out of the summit. But in the report as well, there's a, an analysis of the Ethiopian program, which actually showed that, that cash has, if you mean handing cash over into an organization directly, um, has a lot more impact than perhaps using some of the international organizations to filter those funds down. Just give me, I mean, how much of a difference does it make when we say cash is king, give the funds directly to the organization, let them run things, and, and, and we work on, a, on, on trust with those organizations? And it's not only about the national organizations here. I mean, the international NGOs can make a greater use of cash by sending that, giving that cash directly to the beneficiaries. Mm. So, and, you know, in Africa now, we can do that using mobile phone technology. So we can get money straight to the people affected much, much more quickly than it would take to bring in, if you like, um, you know, ship in the kind of aid goods that we that we've been used to, you know, bringing food and non-food. And also when you do that, when you bring in food and other items and you give that to people mm. in a disaster, what you've done is just destroyed the livelihoods of people that could have sold those things. So you may have actually created more damage sometimes, and you're also not going to build ways of people earning a livelihood Mm. As, the, as the disaster recedes, whereas if you're putting cash into that area, then people can still earn a livelihood and it also can continue into the future. Yeah, and then accountability is part of the discussion then, isn't it? If you, you had cash over, there's a sense of accountability, responsibility that comes from the, the receiving party, um, which, which is a lot more empowering than perhaps you know, food cans. Um, so the summit is coming up in, in Istanbul, the World Humanitarian Summit, you said in May. Um, That's right, yeah. What is, what is, I mean, what, what are the, the discussions that will be taking place at the summit? Um, what are you hoping to really hear come out of those discussions? I mean, I think it, you know, they, their objectives, they would like to close this financial gap, so mm. they will be looking for 
pledges from some of the big donors. I'm not sure how successful they will be with that. That will be a highly politicized process. And then there will be much more this other piece about creating a more efficient system. I think that's where probably a lot more easy progress can be made because I think there's, no, you know, there's nobody that you would ask within the system that wants it to be inefficient and, and wasteful. There's a lot of goodwill, there's a lot of innovation, there's a lot of ideas uh, coming and it's about you know, channeling those into some viable initiatives that we can put into practice you know, relatively quickly. Yeah, and what will be the input from Mango attending the summit? So we'll be calling for, you know, we're going to be quite focused so we'll be calling for this, this standard, and what we'll be proposing is that the solution is actually, as I say, going to come from Africa with this uh, good financial grant practice standard that's being developed by the African Academy of Sciences. And that could be piloted by the humanitarian system itself. And then the, the second one would be about exploring the greater use of cash in programming. And obviously we know that people fear that, especially with cash, that it could fall into the wrong hands mm. and be diverted into weapons or terrorism. And so it's about also ensuring that we're providing enough support to organizations and training in, in financial management that, that they can manage that cash well. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go back to that point around trust, though, because you, 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 and you, you've mentioned this quite a few times, the management of cash needs to be something that, you know, and that trust needs to be there. These organizations need to, you need to trust that they can manage the cash. Um, and, and again, when I come back to, you know, but where are those skills going to come from? We say, you know, but, you know we have social um, and, and the Internet now and people are a lot more plugged in. And so it's easier for us to, to maneuver around that. But surely there should be a formalized standard that says this is how we're going to provide those skills to those organizations. If there is going to be, you know, perhaps online platforms of how people can can, can do their monitoring and evaluation. So this is how we spent the money. I mean, if you you go into the summit, what is the. I don't know if you're able to, perhaps in three or four minutes, map out what that standard would look like, what you're going to be saying at the summit about this is how we build that trust and, and this is what the system would then look like. Yeah, so we're quite reasonably clear on what that could look like because Mango has been in existence for 16 years and we train all around the world already and through the internet as well. So we already have, if you like, the training available and our website has a huge amount of free resources that NGOs are using all the time. There's more than 100,000 downloads of tools from our website every month. So, you know, for the information, we know, we know what works, we mm. know how to do it, and it's about giving people access to that information and in ways that they can use. And I think that's another benefit of the standard. It, it makes it absolutely clear what it is that you be good at to manage money well and then if you're not confident in that area then you would go and get the training or you know you can download the tools that you need to do that better mm. yeah okay so Tim just, just come back to us after you've attended the summit and share with us you know what came out of that if your views were heard if you think that um, you know your, your proposals or could possibly be implemented in the near future I'd love to do that that'd be great Tim, thank you so much. Enjoy uh, the summit in Istanbul. Thank you so much, and uh, yeah, thank you. Tim Boys Watson, Executive Director at Mango. That's the management accounting for uh, non-governmental organizations. You're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.